Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky Football Show. We're excited to have the team together once again to talk about the football scene here in Northern Kentucky. Joe Daneman is with us, the great Joe Daneman, in his Fox 19 polo. You know how old this shirt is? It looks like it. Yeah, it used to be black. Now it's... It doesn't say Fox 19 now. No, because it's the old logo. Mm -hmm. And so I wear this when I go to training camp for the Bengals. They have training camp practice this afternoon. This is something I really can't wear on television because it's the old logo. But I'm going to be sweating, running around. I will literally be on the ground getting shots at the Bengals. So this is kind of, you know, get dirty work clothing. I like and it's it. like 95 degrees a day. So I'm sure it'll be extra fun down there. Everybody always makes fun of me. Like, dude, why are you wearing black? I'm like, look at it. It's not black. It used to be black. Now it's like a faded gray. Once was black. Once was. Yes. Jeremy is also here. You heard him. Uh, dad of a six-week-old little girl. I am here. I'm here. He made it. What time did you get to bed last night? Don't know. <laughs> How's that working out? Uh, not as bad as I expected, but it's an adjustment. Not as bad as I expected. The uh at the beginning is my favorite part. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, when I pulled in. Yeah, keeping everybody updated. When oh, I yeah. pulled in, I saw the car seat in the back of the car. I said, it is real now we've gone from no kids to soon to be three kids and the basketball staff here you know jeremy's uh the trailblazer and then chris is going to have twin boys oh any, any day any now. day i mean yeah. tw yes any day within the next what, week and a half yeah we're on uh, baby watch so just gonna have to find a way to get baby clothes but they everybody. smartly all yes. had it planned they did. out of season yeah it was that uh you know I don't know. <laughs> Get into it. Um, anyway, week one game. Yeah, here we go. Uh, it'd be silly not to mention how nice it was to get out in person and see the stadiums with fans and students, but also the excitement and the players to once again get back to doing what they enjoy. I got to get out and see two games, watched a half at Scott High, watched a half at Simon Kenton. Um, really excited. You could tell the, 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 both student sections were full. Loved that, seeing the posse out there. That's what it's about for me more than anything else. The atmosphere is great. Because last year was – I only got to see a few games. And with the exception of the semifinal down at West Carter, and just you could hear echoes. Like I felt bad even speaking because you could hear me from the other end. And what an opening week I thought for Northern Kentucky. Agreed. A lot of these teams scheduled road games against some big-time programs, tough spots, and I thought Northern Kentucky, for the most part, really showed well in week one. How well? We'll see as the season goes on. We don't know how some of the teams that they're playing against will pan out, but there's certainly some teams that have great histories and recent histories that Northern Kentucky teams beat. That surprised me, and I think it bodes well for what might be a really good season of Northern Kentucky football. 16 games on the docket in Northern Kentucky teams this weekend with no COVID cancellations, which is a blessing. I believe I saw 17 or 18 games in the state that were canceled, so... Hopefully we can continue this trend and keep doing work. So week one games, a final from Western Kentucky University Highlands 21, Bowling Green 18. Huge statement wins for the Bluebirds on the road against the defending 5A state champions. And in the first game of the Bob Spire era, without their starting quarterback, just overcoming adversity. Sophomore Brody Banky got the start for the Birds and played a hell of a game. 11 for 21 for 151 yards and threw two touchdown passes. He also ran for 28 yards. Highland scored all of their points in the first half. The first on a 69-yard touchdown pass from Banky to sophomore Carson Class that gave the Birds a 7-3 lead mid-first quarter. In the second quarter, Banky threw an 11-yard touchdown pass to Brennan Kelsey to extend the lead to 14-3. And then junior Sam Robinson, who had a hell of a game, had a 30-yard pick six on the ensuing Purple's possession to push their lead to 21-3. Bowling Green would score before the half to make it 21-10 at the break. Uh, Bowling Green would score with 5-20 left in the game to make it 21-16, but the two-point conversion failed. Highlands took possession deep in the Bowling Green territory but couldn't get a first down. However, instead of punting, the, uh, the Birds played the clock and bet on their defense. Banky took the fourth down snap and ran backwards into the end zone to kill time and to get better field position. The safety made it 21-18, and the kickoff was returned to the 32-yard line. But not to fear, Sam Robinson intercepted a pass with about three minutes to play. Highlands would get a first down on a Bowling Green penalty and would run out the clock in victory formation. And the city of Fort Thomas hasn't been the same since. <laughs> 
the safety, it was interesting because I was following this game on Twitter while I was at work, and I read an article after the game, and Bob Spire talked about the safety decision, and it was one of those things he's like, you do it, and you don't know how it's going to turn out. Either it's a great decision or it's not, depending on how things play out. It worked out in their favor because Sam Robinson made a great play, but I thought it was an interesting decision with still three and a half minutes on the clock to give them two points and make it then a field goal game where Bowling Green might be able to tie the game with a field goal. But it worked out. That's why coach is coach, and uh, he made a great decision. But I thought the story of the game obviously was Brody Benke coming in for Charlie Noon and a sophomore in a big spot on the road against defending state champions to go in there and make plays and help his team get a big lead in this game that they held on to. And look, you look at the stats, you know, Bowling Green outgained Highlands 301 yards to 197. But when you have a team that creates plays defensively and forces four turnovers and Sam Robinson's a guy we talked about on this show a lot last year. And those are the kind of guys that need to show up in a big game like this. And Sam Robinson really did made some big time plays and uh, helped Highlands get a big week one win. And Bob Spire said after the game, he didn't think they played great, but they created turnovers They made some plays, and they kept playing hard, and they drove home with a win that, to me, as you said at the opening, was a huge statement for the Bluebirds. New coach and trying to get this program back to where we expect it to be, this is a great first step. Huge. We don't know how good Bowling Green's going to be. We don't know, but it's Bowling Green coming off the state championship. Yes. They can walk there. In their backyard to go down there and beat them. That's a great program. They're always consistently good. So I think this is a great statement for Highlands week one and the first week of the Bob Spire era, era to go out and get a win over Bowling Green. Oldham County 35, Simon Kenton 29, and an opening night thriller in Independence. The Pioneers fall just short of victory over a good Oldham County team. Got to see some of the second half action in this game. Like I said before, the atmosphere was incredible. It almost felt like 2019 all over again. Junior quarterback Chase Crone was 10 of 21 for 174 yards and threw two touchdown passes. He ran the ball 17 times for 105 yards, including an 88-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Chase Williams caught three balls for 92 yards and a touchdown. Jackson Galbraith had a 21-yard touchdown reception. Jaden Lawson caught two passes for 23 yards and had a three-yard touchdown run in the first quarter to get the party started. Defensively, Chase Gill had 11 and a half sacks, including two sacks. I'm sorry. Defensively, Chase Gill had 11 and a half tackles, including two sacks. I was about to say, 11 and a half sacks in a game. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, that's impressive. It's the first, it's the first one, guys. It's preseason <laughs> for all of us. Joe Vornbrock and Josh Bowling had seven tackles each. Mark Ober and Reed Stewart each added five. So I want to ask you, because Simon Kenton last season, three and seven, you were there to see some of the game. Did you see signs of what looked like a better team this year for yes. SK? Yes. That's good. They're big. You see some of the scores, and I think the scores might be deceptive. I don't think the offenses were, like last year, very um, in tune. I guess mm-hmm. that's the word. It's still kind of early. And I, I definitely felt that a little bit. And I would I would say if we talked to Coach Marksberry right now, he would say that he was not pleased with some things that happened and some things that did. But they looked like they had had another year under yeah. their belt. You know, their line – as big as they are, that's a young group. Yeah, when you look at the box score, and certainly any time you look at Simon Kenton, you're going to see, what did Chase Crone do? I mean, you're looking at the 174 yards passing, 105 yards rushing. Uh, that's a guy who had nearly 300 yards of total offense. That's who he is. He's one of the better quarterbacks in Northern Kentucky. What stood out to me in the box score is Jaden Lawson's a guy that we talked a lot about last year, a guy who was kind of an up-and-comer that I thought would take a big step this year. They got to get him going. 11 yes. carries, five yards. That's certainly something they've got to change because that's a guy who can, any given Friday night, have a 100 yard game on the ground. He's special, man. He's he is. a good player. And so to see 11 carries, five yards, uh, that's certainly something that uh, they're going to have to fix and they will fix because he's just too good of a player. And Oldham County's front line was good. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Make no mistake. Yeah. They were getting pressure against this big line and just stuffing the holes. So maybe that's in the play calling, what was working and what wasn't, what I got to see the start of the third quarter, especially when they were trying to run that, they were just ganging up on them. And 35 points allowed, 400 yards of total offensive allowed to Oldham County. Certainly the defense has to be better. I for think Simon that's probably well. where yeah. today, somewhere in Independence right now, that the, <laughs> the Simon Kenton coaching staff is – is worried about that more than anything else. Bishop Brosser, 28, Dayton, 0. The Mustangs get the week one win over the Green Devils at the MAC in Alexandria. 
Jacob Light ran the ball 18 times for 95 yards and scored four touchdowns to lead the Prosser offense. Jed Martin rushed for 80 yards on 19 carries, and Evan Orth ran the ball seven times for 61 yards. David Govan got the only light completion for seven yards on Friday. Orth, Nathan Schalk, Caleb Lukes led the defense with five tackles each. Daniel Williamson had four tackles and a sack. So wait a minute. Jacob Light had four scores and seven passing yards? Yes. They call that the Abe Lincoln. (laughs) Uh, Jed Martin, that's a name I'm going to watch this year because we talked so much about Trevor uh, Shadler last year. He's now a Thomas Moore. Uh, to see now a new guy, and this is this is what I like about the, the the first show of the year is you start to see some names and guys you're going to track throughout the year. Uh, Jacob Light was a guy last year that was playing for Brossard, did some really good things, but now Jed Martin seems like a guy they're going to give the ball to a lot. 19 carries in the first game of the season, 80 yards against Dayton. 250 yards rushing as a team, that's who Brossard is. Exactly. Uh, we'll see some games pop up this year, I think, where you'll see Jacob Light have more success passing the ball. But this oh, yeah. is obviously a game that they felt like they could just sure. run the ball and be successful. Obviously, 128 nothing over Dayton. I am looking forward to next week already. Newport on the schedule for Bishop Brossard. When they played last year, it was a lot of fun. I remember Ethan Jefferson making a lot of plays in that game. So Bishop Brossard off to a good start, shutout win, and a big one next week. Camel County 21, NCC 0. Don't have any stats from Camel County. Uh, I saw that Aiden Bowens ran the ball five times for 59 yards and had two touchdowns for the Camels. Newcath sophomore quarterback Colton Smith was 15 of 20 for 127 yards. He also rushed for 25 yards. Matthew Landrum caught six balls for 47 yards. Luke Runyon had five catches for 42 yards. And Dominic Morgan had two catches for 21 yards. Quentin Gillum led the Breds with 15 tackles. Nathan DuPont had 10, Don Morgan had 7, and C.J. Gavin had 6. So we're seeing a youth movement here from Newcath, right? They didn't score any points, but you're talking about a sophomore quarterback, Luke Runyon, junior, 12 touches, and then Matthew Landrum, what a game, 6 catches and 2 interceptions, also a junior. So, you know, you lose a lot of experience from the team last year who made a run deep into the state tournament. Uh, But you're seeing now guys that come up, and they're the next generation of Newcath. And, uh, you know, you're playing up against a Campbell County team that's just – so much bigger and has such big numbers comparatively. Uh, kind of the result that uh, doesn't surprise me. But again, Newcath, they always schedule tough. They always schedule teams that are uh, in classes higher than them. So uh, a week one win for Campbell County, good start for them. Uh, Campbell County, as they do, ran the ball well. You talk about Aiden Bounds. They had 170 yards rushing as a team. And, and again, we're seeing what Bishop Rosser did against Dayton, which is run the ball, play defense. Campbell County ran the ball, played defense, and got a shutout win week one. Cooper, 30. George Rogers-Clark, 3. The Jags start the season on a high note, traveling to Winchester and leaving Wind City victorious. Junior running back Eli White ran for 69 yards and had a touchdown runs of 2 yards and 6 yards. Senior speedster Brennan Ty ran for 66 yards and had an 18-yard touchdown pass that Joe said was Joe Mixon-like. Got the number. He's got the style. He just has to do the touchdown dances that Joe No Mixon dance. Can. What no would dance. you do? Would you throw a flag on him if he danced? Not like that, I wouldn't. Okay. If he did it, if he did it right. Well, that's just me. See, you got to respect the game, man. <laughs> you got to respect. If he goes out there and converts a great touchdown yeah. dance, you just got to tap him up yeah, and say, he, yeah, uh, that's good. But you know what? That is a, if that is not the most Cooper type player, like athlete that they've got, they've always got this speedster yeah. somewhere. You know, you, you think about um, the young man from the last few years. I just now had a. Jermaine Lee. Jeremiah Lee. Jeremiah Lee. Yeah. Yes. Jeremiah yeah, and, Lee. And I think it was Eric Wright was the other yep. one. They just. They always have this electric speed in those guys. But senior quarterback Drew Worth returns to game action, was 9 of 13 for 121 yards and threw a six-yard touchdown pass to senior Xavier Smith, who was not only a better athlete than his dad, but also faster. Some Newport City love there. Eli White caught two passes for 46 yards, and Austin Alexander had a 17-yard catch in this one as well. Defensively, Jake Harmeyer led the Jags with six tackles. Austin Alexander had four and a half. Jack Loniker Lyndon Hines each had four. You know, it's funny because we talked about Jeremiah Lee last year, and, you know, we saw him some at right receiver. We saw some at quarterback. It, it, it's it's good for Cooper with the return of Drew Worth back from injury to kind of have that position settled and a guy that can get now playmakers the football. Certainly, Brandon Ty was was one guy that we saw on the highlights that really popped and had a great mm-hmm. play. Another guy who popped, you mentioned him, Eli White, is a guy yes. that I saw a couple highlights with him with the ball in his hand. He looked like a guy who could do some things. 
And, you know, Cooper, another thing in this game, you talk about all the offense. I mean, they held GRC to three points in their home field, held them to less than 100 total yards mm-hmm. defensively. Big That's school, a, big program. Great start for Cooper to go down there. And we talked at the top of the show about some Northern Kentucky teams going on the road against big programs. This is one of those teams to go on the road to George Rogers Clark and get this kind of win. Now Cooper comes home. I don't know if you looked at their schedule. Next three games, all home games, but Dixie, Ryle, Campbell County. I mean, by the end of September, we're going to know exactly what Cooper's season Another program that's always scheduled hard in the the non-district schedule. Connor, 35, Lafayette, 12. Also, no stats from this one, but I know that Alex Castrusi had a night, Joe. He did. You you saw some of those highlights. Yeah, and he's another guy like Chase Crone that when you pop up any kind of a box score, any highlight of Connor, like, what did the quarterback do? Because he's that guy. Had 131 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 118 yards passing. Again, you know, a guy that had 250 total yards in the season opener. And Elijah Thompson, another guy that we talked about. He had two touchdowns in this game. And that goes right back to the theme of Northern Kentucky playing big-time programs on the road in week one and making a statement to the rest of the state. To win 35-12 at Lafayette is impressive. And then now Connor comes home to play, or they play Ryle and Dixie the next two weeks. Again, we're seeing these big schools in Northern Kentucky playing each other. And uh, it's going to be fun Mm -hmm. here in the first few weeks to see these schools go up against each other and kind of see how it's going to mix out in the bigger classes. Speaking of Dixie... Dixie Heights, 42, Lloyd, nothing. Logan Landers was 9 of 15 for 190 yards and threw two touchdown passes to Devin Holbert, the first for 33 yards and the second for 45 yards. Pierce Roman led the rushing attack with 88 yards and a seven-yard touchdown run. Neck roll. Come on. Logan Landers rushed for 67 yards, including a 31-yard touchdown run. Colin Smith had a seven-yard touchdown run as well. Uh, Freshman quarterback Armani Gregg also had a 43-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. Holbert finished with five catches for 111 yards. Kel Hawkins had a 43-yard catch. And Pierce Roman caught a ball. Did he? Is that news? Well, he plays basketball, so he's got to have some decent Okay, look, can we back that up? He's on the basketball team. Hey, he gets time, man. He, I'm not saying he gets that. minutes. What I was going to say is he's the football kid <laughs> yes. on the basketball team. So when Coach Roddy says, hey, I need you to go in there and guard that guy, he just goes and puts his nose on a dude's chest and just follows him around and yeah. just tries to fight him. He looks like the incredible hawk in, in a basketball jersey. It's hysterical. <laughs> for Lloyd, senior quarterback, Hayden Spencer was 10 of 23 for 100 yards and rushed for 23. Ethan Spalding rushed for 20, 29 yards. And senior receiver Carlos Esquivel, I hope I said that right, caught four passes for 45 yards. And Isaiah Sebastian caught five passes for 30 yards. The question I have after this game is... Logan Landers, so he finished with 2,200 total yards last season. I'm wondering if Logan Landers, Lethal Weapon 4, as I've nicknamed him this year, I wonder if Logan Landers can get to 3,000 total yards this season for Dixie. After seeing the numbers he put up in the first game, 257 total yards and three touchdowns and a shutout win, I think Logan Landers is going to have a big-time year. Agreed. This is a team last year who really came on, um, you know, and reached the quarterfinals of the Class Six A playoffs, and they played the, you know, the Death Star Trinity. <laughs> That's the only reason their season came to an end. But won six games, came on at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. we saw this 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 core for Dixie, the Romans, the Landers, the Holberts, the Hawkins, the Willerbys. These guys, you know, they're all a year older, all a year better. Confidence from last year going towards this year. I think Dixie is primed to have a big-time season. I'm really excited for their team this year. You can kind of tell in Dave Brossard's comments how excited he is about this team. He was excited about them last year, yes. and they proved him right. So I think with Landers, Playmakers, year of seasoning, Dixie's primed for a big year. And this is also a group of kids, and we could talk about this for eight of our schools, not of our schools. They inserted these kids young. They played them. They took their whippings. They learned, and they developed kids. I don't think the northern Kentucky area gets credit for the development of talent that they do, and they do it all over the place. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be just the big schools. It's the little schools as well. And just look at the Dixie Highway Corridor in itself. It, Covenant Catholic, Dixie, Beachwood, you can go all the way down you know, to Ryle. They play these younger kids. If they deserve to play, they're going to play. They develop. They get the reps. 
and you see what how they develop into. And we've seen this next generation of quarterbacks coming through, yeah. and Logan Landers is is that guy. He he could. I mean, we know Cam Hergert's back, and Cam Hergert's going to have a big year. Sure. We know Cameron Hergert's going to put up big stats. And you start thinking about other quarterbacks in Northern Kentucky. Chase Crone's going to have a really big year. Agreed. But Logan Landers, again, is, is a guy that I think is going to put up really, really big numbers. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do because just the way he carried himself from the few highlights I saw from the game, he just looks like a different guy this year, different confidence. And I think he's primed. 3,000 yards. I mm-hmm. think 3,000 yards is the number I'm going to be watching for Logan Landers uh, for his senior season. And we've always been blessed with good quarterbacks. E- even in this game, um, the young man, uh, Hayden Spencer out at Lloyd, playing against Dixie, still threw for 100 yards, right? Ten, you know, 10 of 23, a lot of that probably has to do with just the experience in the defensive secondary for Dixie. But, you know... Our kids, just, they get it done. They and if find you, a way to get it done. If you find the highlights we showed that night of Dixie and Lloyd, you can go to my Twitter and find it. You're going to see a pass by Hayden Spencer that was over the shoulder to the sideline, only one place it could be, and it was a perfect pass, a nice chunk play. So you see flashes like that from Hayden Spencer. Once they start playing teams that are more like-talented as the season goes on, I think you're going to see Hayden Spencer really put up some numbers if he made a throw like that against Dixie. Scott, 31, Walton, Verona, 13. I'm renaming the Scott Eagles. The Scott High Mullets got off to a good start with the 18-point win at home against an always tough Bearcat team. Senior quarterback Gus Hallett was 6 of 9 for 101 yards and threw a 25-yard touchdown pass to senior Cameron Patterson to open up the scoring for the Mullets. Benny Hill ran the ball eight times for 63 yards and had two touchdown runs. Electric speed on that guy. I know you're a fan as well. Huge fan. Yeah, Sage Lally also had a touchdown on Friday night. Patterson caught three balls for 61 yards and had an interception. Riley Huff's mullet had a 16-yard catch as well. Walton Verona's Trey Hatmaker was 5 of 12 for 45 yards, including a 30-yard pass to senior Trey Ferguson, my dude. Senior running back Jacob Gaines had an 18-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. The Bearcats were a little shorthanded on Friday, but still showed up, played their hearts out. Again, always a tough team, very well coached. I got a chance to talk with Scott coach Eric Turner this morning, and here is that interview. Scott High head coach Eric Turner after the Eagles' 31-13 victory in Taylor Mill on Friday night. Coach, it's always good to get that first win on week one. Congrats to you and the crew. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a nice win. Yep, no secret that coming off of a rebuilding year and leading into that first game, there are questions that coaches still need answered. Uh, do you feel more comfortable in where the team is today than you were on Friday morning? Most definitely. We got to look at a, finally having an off season this year and uh, coming out of the gate, I feel like uh came out pretty strong and um, our offensive uh, attack was more balanced than it was last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, feeling a lot, a lot better. But we have a, a lot of room for improvement, so um, that's exciting too. Yeah, and I, I was going to talk about the balanced offense. Benny Hill gives you so much versatility in a back, and you know you returned the leading yardage passer in the state last year and senior quarterback Gus Hallett. It's got to give you comfort to know that hey, we don't have to throw the ball over a place, even though you return a whole lot of skill positions that, especially in your receiving core where you know you have targets that you can get the ball out there but having the ability to you know hand that ball off and let Benny do his thing as well it does it's reassuring and also has given uh, Gus Howell the uh, opportunity to be able to do some read read option plays and and you also seen him run the ball Friday night also I was going to tell you the defense I thought the defense played pretty well on Friday night I know you're a defensive guy as well you got to be pleased with how they played I am. I'm very pleased, and they're, you know, we've been talking about it all season about our defense playing downhill, and I feel like they did that, and they, they are. It's more of attacking defense, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for the that side of the ball. Yeah, and, and playing against Walton Verona, who is an always tough team. I thought the defense did a really good job of containing Jacob Gaines. Um, did a really good job in kind of neutralizing, you know, the passing with Trey Hatmaker. Definitely, you know, a, a good week one challenge, especially leading into next week with Boone County. Uh, you are very familiar with Boone County, being a Boone County guy. Uh, what's a little bit about the Rebels that you're looking about for next week? Well, and talking about Walton, I mean, they're always just solid. Offensively and defensively, they're disciplined. Um, so, you know, I was very concerned with them. Um, so that was, you know, that was a solid win for us. Um, you know, they're going to have a great season. Um, Boone County, um, is much improved, uh, 
you know, and watching the film against Russell, I mean, if you didn't see the scoreboard, you would have thought they won the game. They have a lot of weapons on offense. They got a nice offensive line and defensive line. Um, they're going to be a tough opponent for sure. Is it like the Boone County teams of old? We've talked to Bryson Warner quite a few times, and he's looking to bring back some of that smash mouth football. Does that you know make you think of the old days at all? <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's got it going in that direction. That's yeah, he sure. does. He does. Yeah. Uh, what's up with all the mullets on the Scott High football team? I think we should rename the the team the the not the Eagles but the Scott High Mullets. Yeah, I don't know. I can't grow any hair, and these these kids got it going on. Coach, thank you so much for stepping on, man. I really appreciate it, and wishing you guys luck next week. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Elder twenty eight, Covenant Catholic six, big time opener at the pit for the Colonels. Senior quarterback. Adam Holtz threw for 91 yards in the lone Cuffcalf touchdown pass was to Reed Hummel, who finished with three catches and 68 yards for the game. Preston Agee had a 58-yard catch on Friday defensively. Colin Gastright and David Sullivan had nine tackles each. Dallas Worth and Nicholas Darple both had seven. So I think coaches always say you learn about your team when you get punched in the mouth and how you react. Cuffcalf fell down 21-0 against Elder. Then you look at the final score and you're like, well, this thing might get away from him. Looks like they played a much better second half. I didn't get a chance to go to this game. I was at uh, games at St. Xavier and at LaSalle High School. So just piecing together the box score and some of the highlights I saw and some things I read, It Adam Holtz making his first start. Again, you talk about a quarterback having to make your first start in high school varsity at the pit yeah. against Doug Ramsey and his son, who was one of the best players in the Tri-State. And that kid was every bit um, one of the best players in this game, the best player on the field in the game. And I, I saw some of the highlights, and Adam Holtz uh, looked comfortable in the pocket to me. Uh, the, the, the three interceptions looked like a couple times he was trying to give his receiver a chance to make the play, and the elder guys made the play, uh, and the Cupcath guys didn't. But I don't think this bodes like it's going to be a bad season for Cupcath because I think there were some good things you saw from this team. Again, fell behind early big battled, competed, and played a much tighter second half. And there are there are guys, you know, you start at a program like Covcath, like who, who's the next generation of guys you're going to see this year? Names like David Sullivan, Trevor Wilson, Dallas Worth, Aiden Jones. Those are some names to watch on this defense. They're going to be very good defensively. And once Holtz starts to feel more comfortable, yeah. gets more games, I mean, it's just natural growth for a quarterback to be in there and feel more comfortable Certainly, it's not easy with the schedule they play. I mean, they still have Lexington Catholic, Belfry, Dixie, Beachwood the next few weeks. I mean, it's throwing this kid right into the fire and see how he reacts. But, um, you know, Reed Hummel's another name to watch out for. Ten touches in this game, 93 yards. Preston Agee, his first game at Covcath, mm -hmm. had a big game, uh, big play in this game. I think he had a 60-yard catch. Uh, so I, th I think Cubcast going to be fine. I think their defense is going to be really good this year. There are some talented guys, um, you know, in the front seven defensively that they're going to be tough to move the ball against. And I just think Adam Holtz just needs time. You throw him in there against the, a good team like Elder in the GCL in the pit. It's that's a tough opener. And uh, you they know, always open like that, though. They do, especially you know here in Cincinnati area. You play in the Skyline yeah. Chili Crosstown Show. Don't think that Eddie doesn't know that they're looking for you know big time marquee opponents and big time games. This game was actually supposed to be played at FC Cincinnati's new stadium, but when Team USA decided they were going to play, the women are going to play a friendly in September, and then the men are playing a World Cup qualifier in November. They're like high school football, no. <laughs> You can't play here now. So they moved it to Elder, so they had to play a true road game against mm -hmm. Elder in week one. So, But it was good for the team, I'm sure, it's, to play in that kind of environment. You're not going to face anything tougher on your schedule than yeah. what they played week one. So uh, take your lumps, learn from it, and uh, I think you saw a team that competed after getting uh, you know, kind of punched in the mouth early. Yeah, I agree. Holmes, 44, Grant County, 24. No stats from this game. Coach Nevels did tell me that uh, – Tay Calloway made one of the best football plays he's ever seen, stood up a running back on the goal line, stripped it, and took it 99 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> You're kidding. That's like James Harrison in the Super Bowl. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Just like you coach it, I imagine, right? Uh, Holy Cross, 43, Bellevue, 6. The Indians start the season off with a win. Quarterback Javier Eisen threw for 174 yards and two touchdowns. LeVar Jones rushed for 87 yards and a touchdown. Landon Phillips ran for 43 yards and a touchdown. Terrell Moses had a 31 touchdown run in this game as well. Uh, Jacob Laws caught two passes for 98 yards and a touchdown. Javier Ward 
had a 50-yard touchdown catch and a 15-yard touchdown run and a 49-yard pick six. So Javier Ward, is that the football trifecta? A 50-yard touchdown catch, a 15-yard touchdown run, and a 49-yard pick six. From my understanding, he touched the ball three times in this game. (sighs) And he scored all three times? Well, then coach needs to rethink his strategy. (laughs) That's the triple crown. It's almost like a, you ever seen the Bugs Bunny episode where he's playing baseball? Yes. Whatever. He's like first base Bugs Bunny, second base Bugs. There we go. (laughs) Quarterback, Javier Ward, running back, Javier Ward. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Braden Niemeyer and Cade Lemko each had 11 tackles, and Stefan Wills added seven. Don't have any stats for the Bellevue Tigers and uh, don't know who scored that touchdown for them. How about Cade Lemko, though? 11 tackles, three tackles for loss. So he's making plays in the backfield and for Holy Cross, uh, you know, adding the offense and, and adding some defensive playmakers. Uh, that, that's, that's big time. That's a big game. 11 tackles and three tackles for loss. And, uh, you know, again, some names that we're going to be following throughout the year. I think LeVar Jones is primed to have a big year. I mean, he had more than 10 yards per carry in this game. Eight carries for 87 yards. Big year last year, too. Yes, he did. And I think he's going to be a name we're going to watch this year uh, for Holy Cross. Ludlow 21, Bracken County 13. The Panthers win in the home opener on Friday. Braxton Newborn ran the ball 14 times for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Senior quarterback Brogan O'Brien rushed for 124 yards on 19 carries, and he also had a touchdown. Caden Morrison ran the ball five times for 32 yards. Jackson Rice had two catches for 49 yards. Newborden led the defense with 13 tackles, and O'Brien had eight. You're talking about Bugs Bunny. Yeah, doing it all. <laughs> O'Brien Picks and Newborn. left off last year. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what I'm watching this year for Ludlow. Look, everybody at Ludlow is going to watch the other team. I'm going to be selfish and just – Follow the box scores of Braxton Newborn every week to see to see if he can get 2,000 yards rushing this year because last year, 1,800-plus yards, 27 touchdowns in eight games. Unreal. It is unreal. It's, it's something that could be historic yeah. at Ludlow because the school record is 2,100 yards and 36 touchdowns. Remember Justin Blackburn? I do. Yeah, he was a Mr. Football finalist. Him. Yeah, nominated for Mr. Football in Kentucky. Can Braxton Newborn beat that record of 2,100 yards? He had 1,800 yards last year in eight games, 14 carries, 134 in this one. How about Brogan O'Brien, though? Yeah. Give me another, the, give another me my shine, game. too, right? Big year last year. 19 carries, 124 yards for him. So it's not just Newborn, it's Newborn, O'Brien, and a good week one win for Ludlow. Lexington Catholic 24, Ryle 21. The Raiders dropped the home opener, but put up a superb effort against a perennial 4A team. Joe, you got anything on this one? Yeah, Logan Verax, sophomore quarterback, second game as Ryle starting QB, because I think he had a game last year in a, mm-hmm. in a pinch. About these numbers for a sophomore against a good program like Lexcath. 16 of 19, 224 yards, three touchdowns, also 66 yards rushing. How about the quarterback development at Ryle? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's year after year. There's a new guy. And this guy's going to be around for a while. Uh, you're talking about a pretty special young man developing out in Union right now. Uh, Ryle, the problem in this game was turnovers. They had yeah, three turnovers. Lexington Catholic scored two touchdowns off those turnovers. How about Jackson Belk for Ryle? 17 total tackles in this game, 14 solo tackles. They outgained Lexington Catholic. So you start talking about things you can build off of. The great sophomore quarterback and a team that went head-to-head with a good program like Lex Kath. Agreed. Outgained them, and certain, in some ways, outplayed them. Just turnovers, that'll get you beat, and it got them beat. But I think still a good starting-off point for Ryle to go out there with a sophomore quarterback, making only his second start, and go up and play a competitive game against Lex Kath. I need clips of Gabe Savage mauling dudes. Well, that's the thing. You talk about Gabe Savage and Jackson Belk. <laughs> yeah. So you got a guy next to him now who can make 17 tackles, and we know Gabe Savage will tackle anything that's running around with a helmet. That's that's a good starting point yeah. for any defense. I agree. Mason County, 16, Newport, 7. Uh, Newport drops the home opener. Ethan Jefferson was 9 of 21 for 111 yards and one touchdown pass. Michael King ran the ball eight times for 26 yards and had three receptions for 40 yards. Caleb Thompson caught three passes for 31 yards at a touchdown. Andrew Rath and Quincy Barber each had eight tackles for the Wildcats. Joe Wynn with the win. 
yeah. on his return to Newport. Yep. So that you know the the underlying thing there is Mason County's new football coach was Newport's football coach that has been there the last you know four or three years, and then Brian Weinrich is coaching his first game at Newport High after being at Highlands the last twenty six years. So and I saw I saw Newport in the scrimmage against Dayton, and look while they're learning a new system, um, the kids. I mean, the, the, I was impressed with some of the stuff that I saw, and it's just going to take a little time for him. And he's got the he's got the weapons, mm-hmm. and we know that. Yeah, one of the weapons is Michael King, a guy who would flash a lot last year. Eleven touches in this game, sixty-six yards for Michael King. Uh, Jefferson is a dynamic player who can have big games. I expect he will this year. Uh, the one thing I'm sure Brian Weinrich wants to get going is the run game. Newport had 26 carries for only 33 yards in this game. Find a way to get a run game going, take some pressure off Ethan Jefferson, and you start getting those playmakers, the ball, guys who can make big plays like Jefferson, like King. Mm-hmm. I think then you're going to see Brian Weinrich and Newport start to take off a little bit. Russell, 19, Boone County, 6. Again, I don't have any stats for this game. You got anything on them, Joe? I don't. Yeah, looks like Boone new County. turf at Boone County, though. Oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a big deal. I think they all got new turf. That's awesome. All of them did. Um, from everything that I had heard, Boone County played well. Uh, Russell just scored more points. No offense. And the finale: Beachwood thirty-five, Fairdale nothing. From the King of the Bluegrass Bowl, Beachwood's road to another state title got off to a big start with the shutout win in Louisville. Avery Courtney had a night: four touchdowns, two rushing, two receiving. His first was a 15-yard run early in the second quarter. He barreled in from three yards out on the next possession, and both receiving touchdowns came on screen passes where he caught the ball and everyone ran away to avoid being run over. Uh, the first was for 37 yards, and the second was for 20. Um, obviously, Beachwood got back late, so we don't have any stats on that unless you got something, Joe. Yeah, so Avery Courtney, the funny thing was that Cam Hergett, who's defending Mr. Football in Kentucky, uh, tweeted after the game, Avery Courtney's a stud. Yes. I mean, four touchdowns. He might win Mr. Football this year, and Beachwood will win back-to-back year. No, great year. Uh, great start for Avery Courtney to, to the year. Cam Hergett, two touchdown passes, one rushing. That's just kind of rinse and repeat for Cam Hergett. That's just light work mm-hmm. for that dude. I mean, three total touchdowns. That's just you, you kind of at a minimum every week for him. But Fairdale, again, we talked about it at the beginning, uh, these Northern Kentucky teams went on the road and played some big-time programs. Cooper did it. Connor did it. Highlands did it. And here is Beachwood doing it against Fairdale, a Fairdale team that made the quarterfinals last year in Class 5A. So they've got some juice to their program. And to shut them out 35 nothing. I mean, we know about all the offensive fireworks that Beachwood has, but the defense to play That's Fairdale it. on yeah. the road. And shut them out. That's, that's impressive. And again, another team that returns a bulk of experience last year mm-hmm. from a state title team, especially defensively. And they're big, they're strong, they're quick, and they're very well coached. And boy, they got another test next week. Uh, yeah, they will. <laughs> At Paintsville? Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. I'm taking the Tigers. Of course. And a running clock. Is that bad? Is that going to get me in trouble? Let's again, not from do this last again. year. What was that team? Was West that Carter. West That's Carter? where you were. Yeah. I mean, we said something about fire hoses and I don't know, man. We, we got some I emails. told a story about a fire hose. Yes, you did. I did not say that the fire hose was out. I think I was the one that got you in trouble. You did. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take that out. Uh, week two games, Covenant Catholic at Belfry in the Pike County Bowl. Joe, what do you think about that one? I think this is just part of the difficult schedule Covcath has to start the year, although Belfry got beat pretty big in week one. Um, I can't recall who they played, but they uh, did not perform well in week one. But Covcast's opening schedule was difficult, to say the least. It started Elder, and they still have D- uh, Dixie. They still have Beachwood coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, would be good for Adam Holtz and Covcast to, to bounce back and get a win. I like Covcast in this game after seeing the results from week one. And it's funny, too, because I was talking to Steve Speck, the head coach at St. Xavier, mm-hmm. you know, a guy who's won state championships. Won's, he's won a ton of games. He said teams make their biggest jump in the year from week one to week two. And I'm going to tell you something. There was a lot of sloppiness in the week one games. Oh, my gosh. I saw so many penalties, pre-snap Lots. penalties. Pre-snap yeah. and, and live ball fouls and dead ball fouls on top of that. Those are the things that the coaches are – because those are 10, 15-yard fouls. Those are the things that the coaches are going to hone in on this entire weekend. And come Monday, it'll be all right. Yeah. Like Jimmy Buffett's song. However, 
it will probably not be all right when they're being conditioned sure. <laughs> for it because those are the drive killers and, and the game killers. And you think about and not only that, turnovers, turnovers. as well. Yeah. I was just thinking literally yeah. Ryle came right to my head. Yeah. Ryle, Cubcast, that. teams yep. that uh, didn't win week one that had more turnovers than obviously their coaches are going to want. I think you're going to see Eddie Eviston have his team ready to play. No, I agree. Metcalf County is at Bellevue. Woodford County is at Campbell County. Um, I looked a little bit out here. Woodford, they got a 56 to nothing win last night against Glasgow. Uh, I don't. It's usually a decent program. I don't you, really know. Do you think Woodford played the reserves? Uh, <laughs> I'm pumping a fist that you can't see. Uh, yes, uh, Dixie Heights will travel to Cooper. I'm interested ooh, in this game, yeah, too. Yeah, I like that one. I'm circling that game. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in seeing this. You know, you think when you think about skill players – Highlighted skill players. You know, these are two of the five, six teams in Northern Kentucky that always have really good, solid skill players. And, you know, we know what's on the roster right now at Dixie. We know what's on the roster a little bit at, at Cooper as well. Interesting. Doesn't Dixie kind of have the target on them this year as the, the team to beat in 6A in Northern Kentucky? I mean, after making it to, you know, the regional final last year, I can't see why they wouldn't. With all that talent back, because that was the big thing last year. Who's the top dog in 6A in Northern Kentucky? And it kind of seemed like every week it was, you know, it was like watching a horse race. One horse would go in front and the other one would catch up and the yep. other one would pass him. It kind of feels like Dixie has a bit of an advantage this year with all those guys coming back and a bigger target because of what they did last year and how they performed week one. So it's 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 always harder to play with expectation it really is and the expectation this year is that dixie has a chance to have a big time year so going on the road to cooper this is a chance for cooper now that's to what i was gonna say step up and yeah. say hey now wait a minute man you know we're one of the better big school teams in northern mm -hmm. kentucky too so intrigued by this but i think dixie this year to me feels like the preseason or after week one favorite to be the best 6a team in northern kentucky and that 5a district Tough. is a lot more interesting this year than I think it's been in the last few with Cuffcat, Highlands, Cooper, Connor, and was that is it Boone in there as well? Yeah. Much improved throughout. I mean, you see. It's more even it is going to be, than yeah, it's it been. Is. It, no question. I'm really interested to see that. Pendleton County will travel to play the Dubells of Dayton High School. Uh, Newport Central Catholic will go to Holmes. That one is interesting too. You know, I always think that was interesting with the, the connection with Stephen Luckert. And Ben Nevels, you know, they, Stephen was the coach at Holmes. Ben coached with him. Uh, they're both very good friends, and uh, be interesting. I, Newport Catholic needs to bounce back. They do. play well. And you, you talk about, and we talked about the improvement from week one to week two. Young guys, new cast, yep. got a game. Yep. See it on film. Get there this week to practice and get better. I think you're going to see a much better performance from Newport. They've got a challenging schedule leading up to district play. Newcat, Newcat does. Yeah. Yes, so. They need to get out there, play well, get some wins. Mm -hmm. Walton Verona will travel to Holy Cross or play Holy Cross at Thomas More. Uh, Holy Cross, good win. Walton Verona needing to win. Mm -hmm. Could be interesting there too. Grant County will go to Lloyd. Ludlow will go to Lockland. Bishop Brossert will go to Newport. You got a little on that, Joe, don't you? I do. I remember last year when they played. It was uh, Ethan Jefferson put on a show. That's when yeah. I called him the Northern Kentucky Lamar Jackson. Because he put on a show in that game. Uh, Brian Weinrich looking for that first win at Newport. And Brossert, that run game. Um, you know, and some of the new names in the backfield. Uh, I'm looking forward to that at Newport. Uh, one of, I love that venue. I love watching high school football games at Newport. Me too. It's it's a great venue. Uh, you can well, see. I grew it. up like yeah. I just like the there. fact that you can kind of see it as you're going over yeah. the highway, and I'm sure there's always people kind of looking over there on a Friday night, like, dang, there's a game down there. Yeah. yeah so I, I am looking forward to that game. I'm sure we'll be there covering that one. Beachwood will go to Paintsville. We talked a little bit about that. What do you talk about this a little bit, Joe? What do you think? You you said Beachwood running clock. I don't know I if know, you were serious or not. I was. I mean, Paintsville is defending state champion. Okay. They lost. I, they, are, they lost this week. They weekend. did. And, and I'm Pikeville. sure they, they got running clock by Pikeville. Is that right? Yeah. I'm sure they must have lost a lot from their state championship team. But well, they didn't get running clock. Well, maybe they did. It was 43 to 21. I don't know the scenario of the scoring there. But look, Paintsville is always good. They were in what? The, they won state last year. Was that they won 1A? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So look, I'm always going to ride with Cam Hergett. I mean, that is, that's Mr. Football. And that's, uh, to me, one of the better players in the mm -hmm. entire tri-states. So I'm, I'm going to ride with Cam Hergen on this one, even though it's on the road. How about Beachwood? You know, the first two weeks going on the road twice. Um, 
That's a lot of credit to that program. No rash. You know, he'll play anybody, anytime kind of guy. Yeah. Well, then you come home and you play Somerset at home. Yep. And then you go to Covenant Catholic, or play Simon Kenton at Simon, and then Covenant Catholic, then Dixie before District. I mean, I don't want to look ahead four weeks. No, I get that. that, No, but I'm saying that Covcat game in Fort Mitchell at Beachwood, boy, that's going to be because last year. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Covcat had to have a big comeback in the second half to beat them. And you know, some people still wonder about the field goal that Covcat made to win the game. People still ask me, was that in or not? I'm like, yeah, I think so. I was under the goalpost. It looked in. Well, if the referee said it was but in. the referee it was said in. it was in. It was in. That baby was That's all in. I can tell you I can't that. wait for that game in Fort Mitchell. Highlands will travel to Simon Kitten. This one I'm really interested to see. Number one, no controversy, but you know, you got Brody Banky, who really did a good job for the Bluebirds down at uh, Western this weekend. You know, hopefully you have Charlie Noon back. Don't know how much time that he has missed, you know, going out to play a Simon Kitten team that played a whale of a game against an old, a really good Oldham County team. Skill offenses against skill mm-hmm. offense, you know, quarterback, mano mano, both dual threat running quarterbacks. You got there, one right? team on a high, yeah. one team on a low. Yeah. You know, and that that kind of emotion does play into a high school football game. Yeah, that's certainly one I have circled as well because I'm going to ask over and over and over again this year is Highlands back. Certainly made a statement week one that they looked like Highlands that I know. And uh, can they keep that going against Simon Kenton and going forward? Yep. Boone County will travel to Scott High. I definitely think this is going to be a good game. And then in the finale, we have Ronner. Oh, Right. In the fin- <laughs> in the finale, Connor will travel to Ryle. Another, this could be the uh, game of the week. Yeah, Boone County, Boone County rivalry. No longer district opponents, but if you want to be Boone County champs, Boone County champs. That one. How about the quarterbacks in that yeah. game? Yeah, sophomore Logan Verax and Castrusi and Alex Castrusi. Really good defenses on both. Both return a lot. That's a great game. Macy, Gabe, Savage, Clips. Yeah, this could be, you're right, Jeremy, this could be the game of the night in Northern Kentucky. You know, the ones that I've said I've circled, certainly Dixie and Cooper looks like a great game. Mm-hmm. Highland Simon Kenton uh, is interesting. And then Connor Ryle. Connor Ryle is going to be a big-time game. I'm looking forward to that one. Got any final thoughts, Joe? I'm glad it's back. Me too. I'm glad the show's back. Me too. Yeah, it was, uh, I got Jeremy's just like making noise all over i got a text from steve on a sunday morning before 6 a.m i said oh baby we back the high school football show is back were you up writing before 6 a.m yes i've yes i didn't start writing until about uh eight o'clock last night can i say something to get to gas you up a little bit oh god no that's a compliment oh okay because i spend you know i i go through box scores and you know i read as much as i can um for a couple hours before doing the show just to be ready be prepared because you can't be everywhere. You can't, you know, a lot of these games, we're just looking at box scores and trying to decipher storylines exactly. from them. Yeah. And that's fine. And, and that, I tell everyone, take it with a grain of salt because, look, we're not at every game. But, you know, we, we know a lot of these players, know a lot of the coaches, and, you know, and, and start to form opinions and have fun with the show. But, but Steve is sitting in front of a whiteboard with, has to be three dozen names here games, trying to figure out what ref is going where, new responsibilities this year. There's a lot on your plate. Yeah. There's a lot on your plate, but still committed to doing the high school football show yeah. uh, because I enjoy it. You enjoy it. and got to have something that you do for fun, too. And there's a want for it. Yes. And I think that's great. We're yeah. scratching an itch a little bit. And for you to put all the work you put in, you're up before 6 a.m. working on this show. My friend, uh, congratulations. Welcome back for year two. Appreciate it. Jeremy, got anything? Might need to take a nap after this. Yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> and I don't have anything. We really appreciate you guys listening here. You know. Oh, update. So the team will have to break up a little bit, sadly. Now that uh, the NFL and the NCAA is back to being full go, Joe will not be able to be here every week, but I am efforting co-hosts as we speak. I don't like the word break up. Because okay. I'm going to make every effort I can I understand that. to make as many shows as I can. It's a little different I get this it. year. Yep, it because, is, It's just a different. Yeah. We're busy. Because last year with the Bengals, I couldn't cover the games. Yeah. And so, we may not be able to do the show on Sundays. Yeah. I like Sunday just because it gets it done right away and gets it out. Yeah, and I think people you know, would like to start the week yeah. with it and then start to transition midweek towards that. the upcoming game. So I'll be here for, for plenty. I'll be yeah. here for plenty. 
to come in here and, and, and drop a few lines for you. Hey, and if we didn't have stats, you need to tell your coaches. You know, I was thinking about football coaches this morning. <laughs> I appreciate our football coaches, actually. They've been really good to work with over the years that I've known them. But I was thinking, like, man, why aren't these stats up? And then I was just, like, realizing, oh, it's week one. It's week yeah, one. Everybody's still kind of figuring out their, their flow and their routine. And, and then all of a sudden, and this is real, like <laughs> – the, when I was thinking about the football coaches, the thought of Bryson Warner and Mike Wolf popped in my head, just like stared into a fire pit, like <laughs> envisioning, you know, dishing out CTE to people back in the eighties and being like, yeah, man. And then was, having to sit in front of a computer and actually yeah, yeah. upload that by hand. It's like, uh, that's why I have that grunting. job for the basketball team. Exactly. You got to designate. Yeah. I mean, Bryson Warner, you know, he's got to gel the hair, sell some yeah. houses. He's got things to do, man. And I tell you what, at the coach's meeting, when I saw Coach Warner, he walked in, he looked like he was about to sell a house. Oh, yeah. Looks like a million bucks. And maybe like put a baby up for adoption. That's how good he looked. He was ready to go. <laughs> hair looked great. He was, all the other coaches were like covered for practice. Yeah. Bryson was showered and gelled and shaved. Looking like a million bucks. You know, the funny thing about week one is, as well, it's week one for us. It is. As, as TV guys. Yeah. Uh, so the final quarter, which is 15 plus minutes of high school football highlights with everything going on on Friday. The Bengals are playing. The Reds, Reds are playing. Wild card yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're out doing live shots and our early shows get back. And I got to do, uh, you know, hits early in our newscast. I didn't start working on the final quarter, which is our baby, man. It's our favorite show. It's, it's our crown sprint. jewel. Yeah, it's the sprint. Holy cow. 15-minute show, editing all those games, getting all those names, getting all those scores. I didn't start work on that show until 10-12. Wow. Show hit air at 11-12. Pro. Bro. You're a pro. It wasn't our best, but we made it through week it one. It looked pretty good to me. It was fine. It was fine. It was average to me. I don't want average final quarters. I want the final quarter to be excellent and it was just average and when i take a picture of this shirt and send it to trisha mackey what's she gonna say that you say i got one of those too <laughs> you're not letting down the brand never that is the week one show we will see you guys next week whenever jeremy wants to put the music out there we go <laughs> week one baby <laughs>